Chris Scalzer here with Matt Howell. And on this episode, this special bonus holiday Halloween episode of The First Run, Matt and I are going to talk about the WNUF Halloween special in VHS 94 and also give you a couple streaming picks so you can uh, settle in and get all scarified on this lovely Halloween. Matt, I'm very excited. It should be fun. Both of these films are currently available on Shudder, so you can stream those this weekend if you want these to be your picks. hope everybody has a great Halloween, and let's start everything off with a clip from the WNUF Halloween special. Don't check your dial, folks. You didn't tune in to Transylvania's public access station. No, sir. Tonight is Halloween. Halloween is Satan's night. The night of the devil. Reporter Frank Stewart has a special Halloween treat in store for viewers tonight. He'll be leading a group of paranormal experts to the infamous Weber House. Do you know what happened here in the Weber House? Some people got killed. Their son went haywire. Frank Stewart and his team of experts will conduct the first ever live on TV seance. Evil works in mysterious ways, Frank. It's unpredictable. Are there any spirits in the house? It's scary. That's far out. That far out. Something strange going on in this house. Animal mutilation, paranormal disturbances, devil worship. Wait, whoa, hold on. This is not stage. Hello? Is this the work of the devil? Folks, we are going where no camera crew has gone before. Father, perform the exorcism. This is not some Halloween prank. The grisly evidence of the supernatural is real. We'll be right back. And we're back. Matt, the WNUF Halloween special was released in 2013, and I had heard about it, and it was supposed to be a lot of fun. And now it is available as part of a Terror Vision Vinegar Syndrome team-up you can actually pick it up in Blu-ray, which I actually did. I've always wanted to see this thing. So what is the WNUF Halloween special, Matt, all about? So the conceit is that it's um, the 80s. This is a local television station that is doing a special Halloween broadcast where they are sending a reporter into a supposedly haunted house in the, in the neighborhood. And um, terror ensues. Indeed. Well, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> so this was actually, Matt, originally only available on VHS. And the whole great thing about it is that it looks like kind of like a bootleg copy of a recording of a local TV news broadcast. And then, of course, that subsequent Halloween special. Have you heard of this film prior to us watching it? I hadn't, but this reminds me of the real life story where I think it was a, I don't know if it was an American or a British news station that did something like this, but it was like they broadcast it and people didn't realize it was fake and people started to freak out. Ha! Huh. I wouldn't mind checking that out too. So as I said, I had been aware of it. You came in pretty cold. So what was your experience? Is this a fun little romp idea with some scares 
or is it just kind of undone by its shtick? I don't think it really can decide what it wants to be, whether it wants to be this campy, jokey thing or if it wants to be scary. Honestly, I think this is for people like you and I who may have grown up in this in this era. And the parts that I enjoyed the most were like the little touches and nods to the era, like the commercials, um, mm-hmm. the, the kind of broadcast itself uh, is not particularly well acted or particularly scary. So I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was that great, to be quite honest with you. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I think it does a great job of kind of capturing what it was like to be a kid in the 80s during Halloween. I think it's generally pretty fun. I know, Matt, you have a general aversion to horror comedies. And I think maybe part of the issue with this one is the fact that I don't think there are a lot of scares in here, unfortunately. I mean, when it does try and ramp things up at the end, I just don't know how effective it is. And it also has this thing, it's so focused on being kind of a reflection of this time that I think it goes a little overboard on the commercials. I mean, I get it. And even reusing some of the same commercials as the thing progresses. It makes sense given the time frame. But in the end, I felt like it may have been just a little too much. What do you think? Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean... Like I said, I think you have to be of a certain age or to really appreciate those. Whereas somebody who's much younger than us, I don't know how much they would, how funny they think those would be. Yeah, I think it does a fairly good job of being one of those truly, air quotes, found footage films. All right. Because a lot of times they don't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. when people are running, holding onto the camera while they're being chased by some demon or whatever the case may be. But this experience kind of makes more sense to, to fall into that vein. And I think it's more successful than a lot of those films is. And then I will say, to use that term again, it is very successful in what it sets out to do. I think it is exactly what it tries to do. In it, and it perfectly achieves it. Uh, I did enjoy a lot of this. I think Frank Stewart, the uh, host there, played by Paul Farenkopf, is a blast. I think he has these, a lot of these great little moments that uh, are very funny. And overall, I thought it was an enjoyable experience. I think it's definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. Do you have anything you wanted to add about the UNF? No, I, I don't. I mean, I I think I think it's just okay. I think um, if you've seen, I think you have to, if you're looking for something that's scary or a particularly good piece of the found footage genre, I don't think this is it. I think it's got, um, I think it's got limited appeal. If you feel like this is your thing going into it, it, it probably will be, but I don't think it's for the broader audience. I think most people will be able to skip it. I think if you have that affection for that 80s stuff, you grew up in that era, era like Matt and I did. I think there's a, a, enough in here to keep yourself entertained. And it's an, it's an enjoyable kind of one-off little lark. Uh, and I had fun with it. I ended up giving this a B minus, Matt. Yeah, I'm going to give it a C. I'm saddened by that, but I understand. <laughs> so as you said, the WNUF Halloween special is available now to stream on Shutter. And you can get the Blu-ray at most of your media outlets. But if you get it from directly from Vinegar Syndrome, they have a really cool slipcase that looks basically like it's a VHS tape. So you can look into that. All right, Matt. We'll go ahead and move on then and talk about one of our favorite things, which is the horror anthology. VHS returns with VHS 94. And we'll talk about how that turned out this time. Redman. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Did you say rat man? Are, are, are you the rat man, 
dong. All right, Matt. So VHS series returns. I got to admit, I like those first two really well. I like them well. I like them a lot. And uh, particularly the VHS two, that safe haven short part there is terrifying and probably the best thing that the series has turned out. And the co-director of that, Timo Tianto, returns. He actually does one of the segments in this film. So our setup this time, Matt, is a SWAT team invades this warehouse looking for this unusual drug. And they stumble upon all these kind of little rooms where these people are either chained in or locked in or whatever. And in front of a television. And a lot of them seem to have had their eyes gouged out. Something's happened to them and they all seem to be experiencing this drug in some capacity. And as the SWAT team moves from room to room and they look at the screen, that's when we get our stories. So generally, Matt, what are your thoughts on VHS 94? And then we can kind of dig into each individual uh, part. Um, I think overall, so the, the big failing of a lot of the, the VHS films and I, I'm a fan of the first two as well, is that there you'll there'll be like one that's really good. Um, and the rest of them are just kind of mediocre or okay. I think this, despite the kind of much lower budget and the um, kind of, I guess, acting as it were, <laughs> maybe being a little subpar from past entries, I think overall they're, they're a lot more successful than taken as a whole than they have been in the past. So I think if you look at them, I don't think we get to the heights of the best of some of the, of the individual shorts, but I think overall they're good. Yeah, I think that's fair too. I think that I, I agree with that. I think, all right, so let's tackle each one. So we got the framing device, which I seem, I don't know what the issue is. I think it's the weakest of the bunch. These framing devices always seem to be the weakest of the bunch for me. What were your thoughts on uh, Holy Hell? Honestly, I barely pay attention to the framing devices in this in these series because, like you said, they're usually the weakest of what's out there. Yeah, if I were to grade Holy Hell, I would, I would end up giving it a C- minus if I'm going to go with each one. I don't know if you wanted to track through in each one. Or sure. No. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think C minus is, is probably about right. It may be a little generous. I'm a generous guy. It's Halloween. I'm handing out the candy. <laughs> the letter All right. Candy. Next up is Storm Drain, which is that the clip from you just heard is that's from. That involves a reporter who's trying to come up with the next big story, right? She's been assigned this story about the Rat Man, and this, which is this creature who lives in the sewers. And... She's sitting there. She doesn't really want to do it. So she says, well, what if I interview some homeless people? That'll get my Pulitzer Prize. Or that'll really, you know, maybe make a difference in this world. And she stumbles across the wrong people, perhaps even including the Rat Man. How did the Rat Man work for you with Storm Drain, Matt? I thought it was pretty effective. And I particularly loved the effects at the end, the gore effects at the very end. Um, this was, I think it was one of the more solid entries. What were your, what were your thoughts on Storm Drain? Yeah, I think this is, probably my favorite entry if i think about it i think it's you know you know that there's something creepy is going to come on but what is there is pretty effective the build-up is pretty good and I, like you said the the final shot of the gore effects that are in there are, are top notch so I, if i was giving a grade to this one a minus maybe Ooh, look at you mm -hmm. 
I gave uh, Storm Drain a B minus myself. Really? Wow. That makes me really curious to see what you thought of the rest of them. If, if, if that's the B minus entry, I will tell you that B minus is the highest score I hand out the entire series. Okay. So, well, I, I guess I will quantify that or qualify that by saying A minus in the terms of what I'm, what's presented on the screen right here. Fair. <laughs> the anthologies do tend to be graded on a curve. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, Matt, what is the empty wake all about? So a young woman is um, brought on as part of a funeral service. She's a new employee. Um, she they're, they're set up for a wake um, where a, a man died from a, a apparently terrible accident, and no one shows up. And her coworkers leave her um, to kind of man the ship while alone when she starts hearing noises coming from the casket spooky (laughs) what are your thoughts on empty wake it's it's fine um there's nothing earth shattering about it i think there is some potentially kind of stuff on the outside that's more interesting than what's going on directly Mm. in front of the lens but overall i think it's just it's just a solid okay entry it's not very you know it's nothing we haven't seen before and it's it's short yeah, no. And you know, it's actually, it's it's done by, um, what's his name there? Simon Barrett, who wrote a bunch of the films. He works a lot with Adam Wingard. So he wrote Your Next, A Horrible Way to Die, The Guest, Blair Witch, right? He, his first directorial debut seance is available on Shutter right now, too. Outside of maybe the ending, which I thought was pretty cool, and they do kind of telegraph one little kind of horror gore scene where you just know what's going to happen. It's a little too obvious Mm -hmm. when this body is trying to find her. Uh, I thought it was okay. This was outside of Holy Hell, Matt. This was the weakest for me. I gave The Empty Wake a C plus. Yeah, I'm going to give it a C. All right. So next we have, I think, one of the stronger entries for me, which is also the returning film for a Tima Tianto, which is the subject. This is your kind of typical mad scientist experimenting on people. He's trying to make a hybrid between humans and robots. And uh, it's a little over the top, a little gory, a little bizarre, and kind of all the stuff I enjoy. So basically what happens is he's experimenting on these people, and then a couple of them are able to rebel. Then the cops show up, and things get actually worse from there. What are your thoughts on the subject? Yeah, so I don't know uh, if I love this one. <laughs> This one has uh, tries to do too much with the, the budget that it has, which is basically non-existent. It seems very cheesy to me. The kind of first-person shooter scenes are very reminiscent of that uh, Carl Urban movie Dune or Doom, just not done particularly well. Mm. Um, I much preferred the what was the name of the last entry he did? I forgot. He did the one with the cult. Oh, he did do Safe Haven. Yeah, he did Safe Haven. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. I was, you know what? It's my fault. I had I had uh, Barrett in my head while yeah. you were talking about it. Yeah, no, Timo and um and Gareth Evans was it Evans yeah. that he did that with Gareth Edwards. Edwards, I always yeah, I always get that screwed up. <laughs> so that's where I mess it up. So I'm now okay. 0 for two in this okay, discussion. Yes, he wrote this. He did the yeah. He co-directed. I'm sorry, Safe Haven, which again, as we said, is the best so far in this whole series. Yeah, yeah. It's it doesn't even hold a candle to Safe Haven. I. I can see what he's trying to do. It's it's all this kind of frenetic, ultra-violence, gore stuff, but I think it's it loses a lot on the screen. Disappointing, Matt. So what would you end up giving it then? Uh, I'm going to give it a C-. minus. Ooh, I give it a B-. minus. All right. Did you? I did. 
Good times. And then finally, Matt, we close things out outside, of course, our booking with the terror. What is the terror all about, Matt? Yeah, so a kind of militia group, um, they are anti-rapist, like I think is what I got along from this. Um, and they're decided that they're going to unleash this ultimate weapon on an unsuspecting populace um, as a form of divine retribution. That's good. I like that. So yeah, what do you think of uh, the terror? I rather enjoyed this one for its openly kind of mocking of the uh, you know far extremist right wing militias and their secret weapon and once their secret weapon kind of blows up in their faces, which I thought also was some pretty great design. I'm trying not to admit what you know say what it is because I like the little right. reveal. I think that the scenes at the end when things go horribly wrong, uh, the design of that I thought was very effective and uh, creepy as all hell. What yeah. did you think of that terror? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty effective. Uh, it gave me kind of red state vibes a little bit, um, mm. you know, and yeah, I thought uh, the the performances were um, suitably unhinged. They seemed like they were people that are, you know, you would actually see on one these tapes. And I think overall, the story gives you kind of a good, uneasy feeling throughout the whole thing. So I think it's a pretty effective bookend. Yeah, no, I agree. So what did you end up giving it as a score? Um, I ended up giving it a B minus. As did I. B minus across the board for that one. Yep, that makes sense to me. So then if I play this out right then, Matt, so we both had a C minus for Holy Hell. I had a B minus, you had an A minus for Storm Drain. Empty Wake, C plus for me, C for you. The subject, B minus, C minus. I giving the higher grade there. Then we both agreed that the terror was a B minus. Overall, you enjoy VHS 94? Is it a return to form? Are you excited for a potential sequel? Yeah, I mean, every time they make one of these things, I'm going to sit down and watch it because I am the target audience. Although it kind of makes me want to go back and revisit some of the older ones. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too. After watching this, I'm like, yeah, man, I got to watch this first bunch again. And you can watch the budget decrease precipitously <laughs> from each from each one. I got to tell you, I really think this film is saved by the fact that it's supposed to be on VHS by including those you know, those forced manually input VHS kind of lines mm -hmm. and stuff. It really helps mask how cheap everything is. Yeah. Because I, I swear if it, if, if it didn't have that stuff, I think you'd be like, this is like some college kids project with, you know, with the money they had to spend. It does not look great in that arena. So I think that's true. That saves the fact that I think it would look even worse if they didn't have that VHS kind of motif to it. Incredible. All right, Matt. Good times. So would you give the overall film? I think overall, weirdly, I guess I think I would give it a B in the in the annals of found footage anthology horror films. Yeah, I gave it a B minus. <laughs> Sorry about the pregnant <laughs> pause there. I was trying to figure out to write down your score at the same time. Yes, B minus for me overall. So uh, I don't know. It's fun. Worth checking out. Currently available on Shudder. Yeah, definitely. All right, Matt, let's go ahead and... Uh, Give out some picks. Let me just get the uh, get the tape in. All right, now we can kind of scroll through here. Let's adjust our tracking. And here we go. All right, Matt, we're gonna have a pick for all the big streaming sites. I think I'll start everything off. Let's go with, who's the granddaddy right now? I guess it's Netflix, right? Yeah. 
So though I still think they're not, they're not the best. HBO Max I think is your best streaming service right now. But with Netflix, I think I'm going to go. I'm really torn between Juliet Dacanau's Raw, which is just recently popped back up on Netflix. But in the end, man, I think I'm going to go with one of the best jump scares of the '90s, and that's I'm going to go with Exorcist Three, which is a great sequel to that series with uh, George C. Scott taking over as the detective as there are some strange happenings going on at the local church. One of the greatest jump scares in the 90s, if not all time. Exorcist 3, I guess, is going to be my pick. What about you, Matt, for Netflix? Yeah, Exorcist is pretty good. Um, so I vacillated between two films. One, um, I initially went, was going to go with His House, um, which is uh, mm. you know a, a very effective uh, ghost feature with some definite messaging, heavy messaging in it. But I think ultimately I wanted to go with something more fun or at least just more light. And I went with The Strangers, basically <laughs> the remake of Eels. Um, not exactly light from the sense of subject matter and like just kind of brutal ending terror, but it's more of a straight up uh, horror film as opposed to to something where it's a slow burn. All right. That's fair. Wow. Okay. Something fun. <laughs> so for uh, HBO Max... Matt, I'm going to go with Wami Colette Sarah's 2009 film, Orphan, which mm. is a film I love. They are actually filming a sequel, if they haven't just wrapped filming right now, about a uh, young couple. One, the Peter Sarsgaard. We remember we're trying to struggle for a Sarsgaard name yeah. for the Dune episode. So Peter and then Vera Farmiga and then uh, Isabel Furman plays the titular Orphan. And I don't want to spoil this one for you, but it is a trip. It is a lot of fun, pretty sp- spooky and scary at the at the same time, and uh, well worth checking out. So yeah, I'm going Orphan. All right. So for HBO Max, um, I had to go with a couple of classics. Uh, I'm gonna recommend the 1984 uh, horror classic, A Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it's a just a, one of my favorite slasher films. I think it's fantastic. Um, obviously. If you have or haven't seen it, it's well worth revisiting. Um, if you want to see something more silly, Evil Dead 2 is on there too. Nice. All right, then Amazon Prime, Matt. This is the one I actually had the hardest time making a decision on because there are some really great ones on here. I mean, the Hellraiser's there. John mm-hmm. Carpenter's The Fog. Mm-hmm. The Wicker Man, OG yep. Wicker Man. The Descent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrifying. But in the end, I'm going to go with a film that I think not as many people know. It was recently on the Joe Bob Briggs show on Shudder. And it, I saw Twitter erupt about this film and people loved it. So if you haven't seen it yet, though, and you did not see that episode, I'm going to go with the uh, film Dead and Buried. Matt, I know we talked about it. I don't think you had seen it. Have you caught up with it as of yet? I have not, no. So Gary Sherman uh, directs his film about a um, small town where the dead seem to be coming back for some reason. And it is some absolutely great special effects in this one. Uh, it's pretty creepy as all hell. It's got some great scares in it and a nice little you know, kind of dodge at the end that is very, very effective. A lesser-known horror film from the uh, early 80s and well worth checking out. So I went with Dead and Buried. All right. Um, so, yeah, I vacillated back and forth. I... 
really want to recommend the descent because i always recommend it because i love it so much so uh, that's a, a really solid pick which and even the scariest part is really just the claustrophobia that's in it but my other option out there is if you want something a little more artsy um and really want to be weirded out by willem dafoe the lighthouse is available for your viewing pleasure <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't bought me that um whittled uh mermaid from a24 you keep telling me you're gonna get me maybe for christmas Maybe. Don't want to spoil it. So then moving on to Hulu, Matt. I actually went was thinking of going with a more thoughtful piece with uh, probably, I think, Kristen Stewart's best performance in Personal Shopper as mm-hmm. a young woman who uh, is the personal shopper for a celebrity. But she can actually communicate with the dead. But in the end, I decided to go all out. Throw caution to the wind. And select one of the more disturbing films that we've seen in the last few years in this show, and that is Possessor Uncut. Wow, I'm very surprised that you decided to go with that. Yeah, it's a difficult sit. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a film that revolves around basically that this, I don't know, what, hit company, the company that, like, you know, murders sure. people for money. Yeah. And, but how they do it is that you're able to hijack a person's body to do it. Mm. And things go really weird and dark from there. And it is, I think, uh, well, I don't want to say any more. Just keep in mind, it is one of the more disturbing experiences you'll have in your life watching this thing. Violent, gory. Um, there's some dirtiness in there with some nudity that you may not be comfortable with or comfortable with. Live your life. Do what you do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in the end, for Hulu, I went with Possessor Uncut because I wanted people to suffer. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm really surprised to hear you to hear you recommend that because uh Every time I recommended it for everything, you were always like, what? How dare you? (laughs) You've turned me. Right. All right. So I think uh, for Hulu, the classic cold film that we've talked about many times is uh, Let the Right One In is available. One of the best vampire uh, films out there. Um, And then also a kids are evil kind of tale that's a bit of a turn is The Lodge, which was a bit of a Mm. sucker punch surprise that we saw earlier in the year. Yeah, I thought about going with The Lodge, too, because some people didn't like that film, but I thought it was really good. And, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely worth checking out. I like The Lodge a lot. But I don't know. I just, like I said, pain. (laughs) So, Matt, with Criterion, they have a couple interesting things going on right now. They have a, a, uh, what do you call it there? the universal monsters thing they don't have all of them though just a kind of a select amount of them and they also are featuring a home invasion series right now too with i swear to god if you told me 10 years ago that inside was going to be part of the criterion channel i would have been like what but it is indeed on there but it's not what i'm going to go with i just want to tell you though if you haven't seen the french film inside which is a horror film i've been raving about now for 10 plus years also on there is them and then a film I'm really, I've wanted to catch up with because it's supposed to be just disturbing and depraved as all hell is another home invasion film called Angst, which is a foreign film, but I hear it's freaky and I can't really see it anywhere else. And then boom, it just popped up on Criterion. So I'll be watching that this weekend. But in the end, I settled on a classic, Matt. Special effects done at the time, unbelievably brilliant. You, you can't even figure out how they're doing it while you're watching it. And as you're watching this main character's slow descent into madness, as he becomes the Invisible Man, Claude Rains, uh, absolutely great. I watched this, I don't know, like six months ago or whatever. Maybe it was even last Halloween. 
And it's still a really effective because it's creepy. And his performance in that, as you know, as he fully embraces his madness, is just really unsettling. So that with the uh, original old school Invisible Man. What about you? All right. I'm going to go with um, a kind of a, a French, more of a suspense film, a Diabolique, about a, mm. a uh, French headmaster who is uh, his wife and his mistress plot to kill him. And the ending and the turn of that is still incredibly effective and creepy as all hell. Yeah, I've seen that thing once, I think, online, and I had bought the Blu-ray like 10 years ago, and I've never watched the Blu-ray, which is weird. Oh. All right. Not that surprising. No, not really. And then, and no, it's available in lots of places, but Night of the Living Dead is also available on there, which is one of my favorites. Hey, you can't go wrong with that at all. All right, Matt, what are you going to watch from Peacock? Um, from Peacock, I'm going to put into the pocket of somebody who we hate, but I love the movie, An American Werewolf in London. It's the only place I can find that it's available, and it is a great horror comedy, and I think still to this day, maybe the best werewolf movie ever made. That's probably true. I'm surprised you didn't go with your uh, sentimental favorite. It follows. That was my second choice. That's my second choice. Mm. Yeah. So I, it follows train to Busan is on there. Uh, the day of the dead, they live. You got to love, they live. But in the end, Matt on Peacock, I went with the 1988 remake gore fest. That is the blob. Mm. Incredible effects in that film. And if you haven't seen that remake, it's one of the best horror remakes ever made. And I think one of the best horror films of the 80s. So I'm going with that. Man, that movie freaked me out when that kid gets eaten. Ooh, that really messed me up as a kid. Yeah. Because that's just something you didn't see. No, no, not at all. <laughs> all right, then, Matt. What do you got for uh, Paramount Plus for the two people um, that have it? Yeah, so for the few people that do have it, I'm going to recommend St. Maud, a really tough watch that leaves a lot to interpretation. Yeah, I you know what that was my pick as well. But since you chose it, I'll also mention that Sam Raimi's The Gift is on there, which is mm. pretty good. And then Alexander Asia's uh, Alligator Survival Thriller film Crawl is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. And you can check both those out on Paramount Plus. The Ring's available too if you haven't seen. It, if you're one of the few people in the world who hasn't seen it. Now that I haven't seen in probably 20 years, mm. I should catch up with that again too. All right, Matt, bring us home. What, what would you recommend on Hoopla? Hoopla. Um, I'm going to recommend a pair of vampire films. First is F.W. Murnau's Nosferatu, the silent film classic, which is still as effective as hell. And follow it up with something completely different for an actual good comedy horror and what we do in the shadows. Nice. That's a good one. So I think I'm going to go with Kim Ji Woon's I Saw the Devil. Matt, mm. I don't think you were... I think that was the Dave era when we did I Saw the Devil. Was it? Have you seen I, that? I have not seen it. So I think it was Dave's... I hope it was Dave's in the era. Unless I was just not there that week. So this is a really just disturbing film. Uh, it's a Korean film about a man who basically becomes obsessed with hunting the serial killer of uh, his fiance, And it goes to some really crazy, whacked out places. And it's another one I've been looking to revisit. I do own this one as well because when I first watched it, it just blew me away. It's one of those gorgeously shot films that actually turns the violence and gore into almost like beautiful postcards at times because a lot of it takes place during winter. So the red blood mixes with the snow and all that. It's just, it's a hypnotic, terrifying film. 
that goes, as I said, some really depraved and disturbing places. So if you haven't seen I Saw the Devil, um, that's going to be my pick. I would also recommend Slumber Party Massacre. The OG is on there. There's a new one coming out, which I hear is quite good. So I want to check that out. Uh, the Stuff, Larry Cohen's The Stuff, which is a, a fun 80s film. And then finally, um, Umberto Bava's Demons Films, which I just picked up on UHD. Both Demons 1 and 2 are available on Hoopla. And don't forget, folks, if your library participates in Hoopla, that's all you need is a library card. The service mm-hmm. is free. They just have to have your local library has to participate. That's right. Uh, great. I didn't do a Crackle, Matt. I just, does anybody use Crackle? Does that even no. count? And, well, you didn't Shudder. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I have a Shudder because there's so much that's on Shudder. Yeah. What, what well, would you, do you have a, you have a Shudder pick that's outside of what we've talked about? My two Shutter picks would be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Toby Hooper original, and Audition. I can't really come up with two better than those. I know Deep Red is on there. If you like your some Italian horror, some Giallo, you know this that stuff on there. But in the end, I think Matt's right. I think TCM or Audition are the way to go. Those are good picks, Matt. And that's it, folks. We just want to toss in a little fun little treat for you for Halloween as Matt and I are both big Halloween fans. Matt will be taking out little first run for trick-or-treating. I will be (laughs) handing out candy under the supervision of law enforcement, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, no, that's going to be it. We just wanted to give you a little Halloween treat. So no tricks from us this year, Matt. In the meantime, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Do a search for the first run. Scroll, scroll, scroll. And head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. It'll help other people find the show. What Halloween picks would you suggest? We'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on VHS 94? What are your thoughts on the WNUF Halloween special? Feedback at thefirstrun.com. Matt, anything you want to say to the kids out there for Halloween? Happy Halloween. Be safe. Uh, you know, Eat your candy and watch some scary movies. Perfect. Enjoy the best night of the year. Yeah, exactly. Christmas. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you again soon. Get back to me.